Hey everybody, welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree and joining me today is an incredible individual leading a truly profound effort in today's adult industry. She's the founder of Pineapple Support, the incredible Leah Tannett. So honored to have the incredible Leah Tannett on the show today. Hello. Hello, Laura. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful amidst all of the insanity of the world uh, and spending so much time staring at my computer screen. I'm actually doing well. Do you know what? At the beginning of the pandemic, being stuck in the house after all the traveling that we're used to, yeah. felt very claustrophobic, mm. felt very, very alien, but... I'm starting to really become a homebody and well, enjoying all the home comforts and yeah. Because going out is starting to happen again and I'm realizing I don't have the endurance for it. I go out and you know, usually midnight is when you say to yourself, things are about to get really good. This night's about to turn into a fucking adventure. Like the disco begins at midnight, but now I'm like 9 p.m. and I'm like, how much longer do I really need to stay out? What is that? So we don't have that luxury here in Ibiza yet because the bars and clubs, well, there's no clubs open. Right. There's only bars and restaurants. You've got to sit down. Dancing is illegal. Dancing is illegal. I don't know what the limit is, whether you can shoulder dance or if you have to be stood up. I think you have to be stood up. Uh, and yet everything closes at two. But they changed the laws today. So they're now open till four. So that's kind of reason out. If we need to send Kevin Bacon on a direct flight to Ibiza to get the dance brought back to your your neighborhood, we will do it. Okay, that is ridiculous. But they had a solution going in Toronto. Uh, I'm not in Toronto. I'm in New York right now. But uh, they had a solution going where they said they were going to draw circles on the floor of a dance club and you had to stay within your circle. I mean, talk about putting pressure on a performance. Like you better you better make the most of that circle on the floor. Give me a break. A red light will come on if you if you're That's dancing. It. <laughs> and you're out. <laughs> you can be fucking booted for just doing shit in your stage. I love it. That is so wild. Leah, I want to I want to talk about all things pineapple support today. You and I, that's how we were introduced with this incredible foundation that you run. And it really is such a saving grace to uh, an industry that is faced with so much, even in today's modern world. And uh, I want our audience on Licked and Loaded here to understand and get a background on pineapple support. Is there the origin story you can provide us with today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I previously to being CEO of Pineapple Support, I was a fetish model, professional dominatrix, uh, made um, amateur fetish films for clips of sale and, and everything else. Yes. And, uh, and I'd taken a little bit of time off because my brother came to live with me, which you can't really do much dominatrix work when, when your brother's in the house. You can, but it, it will send him to therapy. Um, uh, so he moved out and I was like, right, okay, this is it. I'm going to make a proper comeback. Uh, went to the Expos Awards show for the first time ever, which I was so excited about. Um, I went with one of my best friends, Christina Carter, and we arrived super excited, sat down. And uh, I remember in the queue, in, in, the, in the line to get in, 
uh, there were people giving out suicide awareness bracelets. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really understand why, because, you know, I'm, I'm in Ibiza, I'm on the island. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the community. So we got in and, you know, so you're, you're drunk, you're jolly, you're not really paying attention anyway. And then when the, the host started talking, she mentioned the, the suicides that the industry had experienced uh, the end of 2017, beginning of 2018. And this really shocked me. I was, yeah, taken aback, upset. I was crying at the, in the seat. And then, you know, they do the same as at every award show. But this was my first. Uh, when they have the, the names memorial for everyone in the industry who, who had passed that year. And there was too many. And the majority of them were not of... the age of natural death shall we say um and I was just taken aback you know to have this sink in with no idea that the industry had these kind of problems was was huge um so the trip went on and you know obviously you you you're you're there enjoying the atmosphere and and you get things get pushed to the back of the mind and on the way home I was I was on the plane and I couldn't stop thinking about mm-hmm. what what I'd learned and what was going on and why hadn't anyone done anything and was there something in place that just wasn't work, working or I, I, I don't know so after doing some research and discovering that you know that there were there were some organizations around who were offering mental health support as kind of a side mm a part of what they were doing but you know mental health is so all-encompassing you need to you need to really focus on it and it's huge and it's expensive and it's complicated it's really really complicated particularly on a global scale um but I I I, well, I didn't really think it through too much at the time I just thought I want to do something I want to help people I've got a background in, in business I've been running different businesses for years um I know the industry. I've got enough savings to pay for this for at least a year and not take an income for a few years because that's what you do when you start any business. So if not me, then, you know, who else is going to do this? And I just felt like it was my position too. So basically that was end of January. I had made a plan by mid-February and we launched in April. Wow. Uh, It's incredible how fast that happened. Did you know when you get something in your head and what was in my head was every day that we're not available as a resource, somebody else might die. Yeah. And that was, there was was just every day I was thinking this, it has to be done. It has to be done. It has to be done. Uh, So that, yeah. Also, I I like everything done yesterday. Yeah. No, I, 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 that's important to have in, in business and anyone with ambition to have that mindset. But the, the beginning, the, the first iteration, let's say, this launch of Pineapple Support, what did that look like when it went public? How, how, what were the, the resources or services available to anyone? So we started off obviously very small. I think we probably had about five or six therapists. Very, very fortunate that I have some friends who are psychotherapists mm. and because they know me, <laughs> they knew that if I put my mind to something that it will happen mm-hmm. and they kindly worked until my resources had gone and then continued working knowing that eventually I would raise the funds and I would be able to pay them yeah. um, but it started out just we launched in April and I think we had our first client in May wow. um, and yeah the, at the time we were offering the 
emotional support service with volunteer listeners and the one-on-one therapy was those those two resources but um but from yeah from within one month and then I think we were kind of having one person a month two people a month and then our first sponsors came on board when the December that was Pornhub um and after that we kind of went up to about 20 a month month because then we could really start pushing it because I was scared to really really start promoting and obviously not having the backing of any big names um didn't help either but but yes so it went from two three four to 30 a month and then when the pandemic hit it went up to around overnight pretty much to 90 a month um which was very hard to budget for and I'm so so grateful that we launched and we did because at least it put us in a place where we were established enough to be able to provide that care to so many people and to reach out to other companies and they would know that they could trust us uh and and now by the end of last year and continuing through this year we are receiving around 160 to 180 therapy requests a month oh my goodness Uh, were you were you aware of the reaction from the industry as you began to roll out this project and this 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 act of service i mean were you hearing responses from people did it was anyone uh perhaps experiencing whether it's a um, a confusion with this or just that that first time understanding trying to grasp this as a service active in this industry did you were you met with any interesting reactions from from people um I mean, so from the from the corporate side, the response mm. was amazing, particularly as, you know, I came in eight months after I'd launched it to a conference and said, this is what I've done, not this is what I want to do. Right. Um, which made a big difference. Uh, and it was it was, you know, you know, when you're doing something right, when I'm not saying anything was easy, but when something was needed, the right person would appear. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you feel like, OK fate wants me to do this this is the right thing to do this is the path that I should be on mm. um with with people coming to us for therapy and and um content cre- uh, producers content creators in in the industry there's there was a little bit I think you know anything that's unknown yes uh, when so when someone applies for therapy with us we do ask for a lot of information and it's scary and there are so many people in this industry that have been doxxed and giving your performer name as well as your id is terrifying you know i get that um we run all of our systems on a software or the data collection is on a software that was built for medical health it was built for therapy it was built for um surgeries it is one of the most secure softwares available globally right it's being Um, used it's being used by by the medical industry yeah um you know as as someone who was a performer who has many many friends who are models and performers and content creators i know how important that is and it's something that we take extremely seriously but you know being a new kid on the block and people not knowing mm. uh, if they can trust and being so cautious, you know, then that, that, that put up a few barriers for a few people. Mm-hmm. And we still get people contacting us now asking why so much information is needed. Yeah. 
Um, and again, obviously at the beginning there was teething problems. We were we were growing. I'd never done I'd, I'd never run a nonprofit before. Um, I'd never worked in mental health before. Everyone, you know, a number of businesses, but and and especially not on a global scale. I mean, the the laws in every country in every state, it's it's different and because I wanted to roll out globally immediately. Wow. Well, <laughs> it was, there was a lot, a lot of learning, um, but we've got an incredible team now and so many people to ask advice and support. And it is a global operation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the idea of even bringing this to the table is of course um, so cringeworthy to me, but in my experience, doing my investigations in journalism throughout sex work over the years, a lot of the opinion that you hear from the general public outside of the business, the stigma that still exists today, is that these folks, these workers, come from troubled backgrounds, come from horrible traumas, and enter this with all of that on their plate, yeah. and that they are people that need mental health and, and and need help navigating life and per, perhaps that's why they've made the decision to enter the business that they have now in your experience being someone who's been interacting and, and catering to to helping humans entering sex work uh what are your thoughts on this stereotype how does it sit with you today on the one hand, not very well at all. I despise stereotypes, um, anything with stigma attached to it, anything with shame attached to it mm. um, can, can suck it. Uh, but, you know, when you've got to put this into perspective, one in three women are sexually abused. One in three women. That's, that's a lot of us. And that's before the age of 30, I think. And I think it's one in five men. Um, so, yeah. There are a lot of people in the adult industry who have been sexually assaulted. But you know what? There's a lot of people globally that have been. I think the difference with the adult industry is, and for me personally, I liked it because it put me in a position where I was back in control of myself sexually. And I think a lot there are a lot of people that come into the industry who have experienced assault because it does put them in a position where they're in control again. And it is healing. It is therapeutic. It is a good thing to do if you're in a safe environment and you are in charge of what's going on. Uh, we did a mental health survey just after we launched about a year after. And I, the, the results were, of, uh, one of the questions was, have you been sexually assaulted? And I think we were 2% over the national average, which is very, very low. Yeah. And so, you know, so that completely wipes that. And we had about 150 people take part in the survey, which makes it one of the largest surveys that's been that's been done on mental health in the industry. Um, and the, the rest of the results were all very positive and very close to national average or below. Uh, I think, you know, camming can be great for people who suffer from anxiety or, you know, a, a mental illness where sometimes they need to take time off because being in this position gives you the opportunity to be able to do so and manage your time as you want. Mm. Uh, but, you know, that's the same as any, any creative, anyone that kind of wants to go into the arts. Yeah. 
they can they can have that control. But but no, I think for me and through my experience, the main issue is the stigma. You know, you can you can have depression, and if you're uh, not in the industry and you're suffering from depression, you can talk to or even just you're sad, yeah. you're down. You can talk to a friend, you can talk to your family, you can talk to any therapist, you know, more or less. Uh, you're in the adult industry and you're receiving this stigma and shame from all around you. Yeah. And um, you can't talk to your friends about it unless you've got a good network, um, community network within the industry, but most people don't understand. Maybe your family have um, disconnected with you. Uh, you're hearing from other people that what you're doing is is wrong, that it's dirty, that you're this, you're that, you're the other. Uh, so that depression or that whatever you're feeling is going to snowball. Mm-hmm. You then go and see a therapist. And the therapist says to you, well, I think it's because you're working in the adult industry. Now, what the hell do you think that's going to do to somebody's mental health? You know, they're, they're already in a downward spiral. And then they go to a professional who they respect and they give them the same response. Yeah. You know, this is this is so detrimental. And that's when I think, you know, these, these that's when these problems become bigger than 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 they would be ordinarily if they, if you weren't in the adult industry. I think for, for me that's that's the issue. The issue is the stigma. Yeah. Uh, for people that for general public out there who for some reason need to perpetuate this this false truth that anyone in the adult industry is wounded or a victim, what they're actually doing by carrying that around is, is uh, inducing so much unnecessary pain, unnecessary hurt. They are actually guilty of, of, of activating this within an individual just by carrying this around. I mean, that's, that's, that's the cause, that's the, the that's what happens in, in regard of stigma and the experience of stigma is that you're actively creating this problem. And that's what's so fucking wrong about it. And I, it takes no time to compute that in your head to realize, hey, you know what, I'm actively creating this for someone as opposed to just saying, you know what, uh, I wanna seek the truth in this and I wanna actually learn about the lives of these people. It drives me absolutely crazy that this is our world and the conversations that are, are active in today's modern society. You know, uh, speaking of today's modern society, uh, the, the last couple of years have seen a huge rise in content creators and uh, a huge impact has been made in the world of, of sex work because of that. You know, these new people entering the business. I'm curious if you feel that has made um, any impact on the lives of workers that have gone to pursue therapy, counsel, service through Pineapple Support? Have they spoken of a change in their own experience because of this influx? I mean, I don't hear about what's discussed within therapy. That's right. Um, we don't we don't hear. Yeah. Private. Got it. But. I mean, we've obviously had an influx of therapy requests. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, people are suffering from, with, from the pandemic for so many reasons. So I think too, 
specifically say it's because of an influx of new performers or anything like that, then it's easy to point the finger or or say it's because of this. But actually, you know, the we've we've all gone through a traumatic the whole world globally has gone through a traumatic experience and it's affected everyone in different ways you know the 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 meme that was out saying you know we're we're not all in the same boat we're all in the same sea we've all but we're all on different boats you might have a yacht somebody else has got a raft that's that's how I kind of look at it and you know a lot of people who if you if you were a success successful performer with a lot of followers before the pandemic then actually I think a lot of people have been making more money and Mm. very successful but if you're just kind of on the middle line and there are so many more people coming and working on cam and going after that same attention then of course it's going to have an effect on your income and if you're worried about your income and paying your rent and feeding yourself and your family, then, if, you know, it's going to impact your mental health. Mm-hmm. As well as those who've you know, been in the industry for years and then have their child at home mm-hmm. or their housemate or their partner at home. All these things are, are cutting down on the hours that you can work. So, you know, I, I think that that has had more of an impact than the influx of performers. How how it goes moving forward. I think a lot of people maybe have entered into the industry because it was something they could do during the pandemic um, and are hoping just to kind of wipe the slate clean and go back to their everyday job when it's possible. Uh, I think that might cause some problems Mm. maybe in the future, Uh, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 anyone thinking they're getting out of this pandemic unscathed is sorely mistaken, <laughs> sorely mistaken. We're not getting out of this one without uh, some stamp, some stain or some, some shit to deal with. Okay. That's the reality of it. Uh, talk to me about this, this partnership with cam Four. I'm so excited to hear about this. When I saw an announcement that these two names were coming together, what is the project and what's going on? So this is the second year that we've been working with Cam4. Uh, last year they came on as a bronze sponsor, which is amazing. And this year they've renewed that sponsorship. But on top of that, they made a donation which was even bigger um, and are paying for the drop-in support group, which we run every Monday, which is amazing. So every Monday at, I'm going to say 6 p.m. Eastern, might be 7, um, time zones. Um, it's 1 a.m. here, so it's 7 p.m. Uh, and that's, it's completely free. Uh, any performer can, or content creator, or anyone in the adult industry can sign up for it. And it's commitment free. So once you sign up, you can go whenever you feel like you just need that extra little bit of support. Um, so I want to talk to you, you want to discuss what's what's been going on in your week, some, you know. And, and also it's a really, really great way for people who've been receiving one-on-one therapy through pineapple support to transition out of it. Because, you know, you, we obviously have a limited number of sessions that we can offer each, each person coming to us because um, we have a limited budget. So, Provided they're in a stable position mm-hmm. when they get to the end, and they can they can then move on and use the support group until 
until they until they want to, which is just it's it's a wonderful, wonderful offering. And it's just been I'm so grateful for for Campbell for allowing us to continue doing this because it's it's yeah, it's been so well received. That's incredible. That's incredible. And and uh, I hope to see more of this in the business itself, just this this opportunity oh. for outreach. And and Campbell also sponsor our podcast. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Uh, so yeah, which you can access on the website, just uh, go through resources, I think then down to radio, and you can listen to all the podcasts there. Wow, what what uh, what are you handling in the podcasts? So it is hosted by myself and Shelly, who's one of our therapists. She's been with us since since day dot. She's one of my friends who very kindly donated her time until the time oh. that I yeah, uh, I pay. So, but it's each each month. So it's split into four episodes, three or four episodes a month, and we cover a different mental health topic. And have we can have three guests on, and then we discuss the topic between us and what the guests have talked about. Uh, so we've talked. I think last one we did um, invisible disabilities, hmm. and there was uh, two two folks on there who had one who had bipolar, and the other. Um, My brain's gone. It happens. Your problem with the nerves and the hands go. Ooh. It'll it'll come to me once we've finished talking. I, I know. I know that's the way that this works. That's the way that this works. Invisible disabilities, however, is a mighty and, and very necessary discussion to have. That sounds exciting. That sounds incredible to be putting that into a radio show. I mean, it makes beautiful sense for Pineapple Support to lead these discussions. One day I hope to be as good and smooth at it as you are. Oh, please, <laughs> please. I'm over here looking at my questions saying, no, what I what I meant to ask was, uh, and that's just the way this goes, right? That's, that's the way this goes. I think there's been this huge trifecta uh, on the business itself, which has been pandemic, rise of content creators as in a lot of people joining the business so a lot of activity happening both good and bad and then of course a little momentary blip the only fans porn ban you know that has made for one hell of a a challenging time i mean dramatic intense overwhelming yeah yeah, fair to say, right? Quite an interesting constellation in the sky of of online sex work as of recent. Okay, well, let's let's wrap things up then with saying, Leia, uh, talk to us about the next ten years of pineapple support. <laughs> what are the hopes and dreams as this evolves? I mean, I know there's got to be more impact uh, that you're hoping to make. You're already doing so much, but you're an ambitious individual. So, the way we're we're looking now. Um... I mean, obviously we want to continue being able to provide the level of support that we're providing, but to a larger population, you know, I, I can't see the amount of therapy requests per month we're receiving going down at all. So to be able to continue providing and dealing with the with an increase, um, we are starting to work now with our sponsors to provide training to anyone who has um, contact with performers and, and anyone actually and in crisis intervention, you know, what, 
what to do if you see somebody on camera that's that looks like they're in crisis or how to spot somebody that could be on their way to a place where you know they may start thinking about self-harm or um or taking their life uh how to basically how to spot different different problems and how to then approach the person and provide support to them in the correct manner um and we're also going to be addressing kind of gender terms and um uh, sexual orientation and uh, BIPOC and just trying to make sure that the, the people who are talking to the performers and the content creators are confident to to reach out to them and to to spot when there might be something going wrong because if we can if we can get somebody to reach out to them then then you know we could be saving a hell of a lot of problems in the future um because you know they're stitching time as they say yeah. uh so so the future kind of looks like with us working a lot closer to our our sponsors and their teams to to get people trained up from there uh and and constantly expanding you know there's uh i i what I really wanted to do before the pandemic went poof was get more therapists in Australia, Brazil, Russia, um, and all, all the areas where there's a large community of online sex workers. Uh, and yeah, expand, 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 and keep making sure that we are there as soon as people need us, make sure that we have our finger on the pulse to know when, you know, that um the black lives matter movement as soon as it's it happened we we made sure that we had a support group in place for anyone that was impacted by it uh, just trying to just trying to always be sure that we're there and we, we we know what's needed you know we've also started um our membership scheme which is pineapples united and that's you can you donate a small amount each month but it means that you're not only contributing to us financially but every uh, every quarter we're going to have a meeting that will include some of our board members where you can actually put your ideas forward and suggest and let us know what's going on in the performer community so that we know how we can help more. So it's just, I'm trying, trying to do everything, everything yes. possible to get there yes. first. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, even speaking about equipping these, these listeners to be as confident and, and, prepared. I mean, shit, that should just be life skills. I wish that was something that was just incorporated to every young person's introduction to to life in general. Those are such essential skills to just being uh, a more responsible person in this world. I mean, my goodness, let's hope that down the line, it becomes integrated into all aspects of, of the education and the lives of everyone entering the work world, adulthood. You're doing incredible work, Leah. Thank you. Thank and for people that that need the website and that would love to know how to get in touch please let us know what that information is yes the website is pineapplesupport.org you can get us on instagram and twitter at pineapple ysw which stands for your safe word and if you want to drop me an email you can email me at contact at pineapplesupport.org and i will receive those and get back to you as soon as i possible amazing Thank oh, you so donate much. Oh, and donate. Very important. 
right. Please do, everyone. Keep this uh, moving and growing and blossoming uh, as it should. Thank you so much for your time today. And I hope all of you watching and listening at home, wherever you are, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Licked and Loaded, a Cam4 podcast. I'm, of course, Laura Desiree, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. This has been a CAM4 radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com. <laughs>